Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we are talking about a topic that is super duper important. It's important for right now. And I believe this is really where the marketplace that is and the behemoth that is uh, Amazon, this is where things are going. And so today we're talking about both branding, brand building, and listing optimization, how those work together on Amazon, what you need to be considering right now, and how you need to be planning for the future. Hey, Brett Curry here. I've got an important question for you. Where will your next big idea come from? Where will your next big breakthrough come from? Or where will your next little tweak or little improvement come from? Have a suggestion. Check out our guides and resources at omgcommerce.com. Are you looking to enhance your YouTube ads game? We have two of the best YouTube ad resources that are completely free. Our YouTube ad examples and templates guide and our guide to getting authentic video customer testimonials. But it doesn't stop there. We also have guides on how to maximize sponsor brand video on Amazon and Amazon DSP and Google Shopping and a variety of other things. So get these free guides, give them to your team, even share them with your agency. Just take advantage of these resources and up your game. Let OMG Commerce help. And now back to the show. Uh, my guest today is an expert in this space. You've maybe seen her speak at events like Prosper Show. Uh, that's actually where we met. She and I both spoke at a recent Prosper Show. I say recent, it's been maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, time doesn't make sense anymore now in a post-COVID <laughs> world. Uh, but we met at, at Prosper and it was crazy because we're both from Missouri. And how often does that happen? It doesn't happen very often. Uh, she's in Columbia, which is where... Mizzou is, or, or University of Missouri. I'm in Springfield, which is where Missouri State is. Oddly enough, we're not that big of rivals in sports and whatnot, but uh, I'm delighted to welcome to the show Emma Shermer-Tamir. She is the co-founder and CEO of Marketing by Emma, and uh, really excited about this topic today. And so with that, welcome to the show, Emma, and how's it going? Thanks for that introduction, Brett. You are right. It is a rare opportunity to meet a fellow Missourian, especially in the e-commerce. I, I think that yeah. people say Missouri, they kind of look at me with a, a blank glaze and say, why would you live there? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it really is. An, 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 so quick, quick plug for Missouri. It's great. Like there's, there's hills and rivers and lakes and hiking and Fun yeah, stuff. it's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, but I remember I, talk, I was talking to this um, large shoe company based in California. We were, doing, we were running their marketing, and uh, he learned that we were in Missouri. And he's like, oh, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone from Missouri. And I'm like, okay, you know, we, we do have the internet. We do understand, you know, marketing and e-commerce and all, all that. Yeah, um, yeah. We are not completely off the grid. We are connected yeah. to the rest of the world. Um, but yeah, I am the co-founder of Marketing by Emma. We help e-commerce businesses with their copywriting needs, helping them really connect with their dream customers, but also helping them to tell their story in a compelling way that is going to help them stand out from the noise, grab attention, and hopefully develop some of those long-term relationships. So it's not just about making that initial transaction, but really building that into something more and ongoing. Yeah, I love it. I love what you guys do. I love your work. And it's, it's, it's very much needed and it's really important for right now. So before we get into this topic of brand building on Amazon and listing optimization and copy and all the things that you do... Uh, give us just the, the quick, you know, kind of 90 second or so background. How did you get into this space and what, uh, what what's the genesis of Marketing by Emma? I will try my best to keep that within 90 seconds. I can get a little winding with the story, but essentially I have a marketing background. I kind of fell into marketing by being skilled at writing and on my second date with my now husband and also my co-founder, we uh, were talking and he was already trying to convince me to let him uh, put, put me out there and, and connect me with people that he thought would get value out of the work that I would be able to do for them. And uh, we're both very stubborn, but I guess in this sense, he was more stubborn and kept pushing. And eventually it 
transformed into a business far beyond what we could have either of us, I think, imagined. Yeah, well, big, big thank you to your then uh, new boyfriend, now uh, <laughs> husband. Uh, it's a bold move. And, and, and I'm, you know, I'm just wondering, was that a move to try to like secure future dates? Or was that like, a, that was a move to say, no, I think we got a real business here. And, and possibly it was both. And so kudos to your husband. Uh, good moves, good moves. Yeah, I think he just saw how miserable I was at my job. And yeah. I I have that tendency to always go put myself out there more than what I should at a job, you know, like do too much and then it really starts to wear on you. But it's totally different when it's your own business because all of the too much is for yourself and what you're creating yes. and how you're serving your clients. So it's very yeah. different. And that is awesome. I love that story. And so, uh, as we transition to this topic, uh, you know, you and I were were prepping for the show, and 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 we've used your company for listing optimization and some copywriting services, and you guys do great work there. So we're kind of getting into the hey, let's talk about some of the ins and outs and some of the new ways to optimize listings, and that's certainly important. And we're going to talk about that today on the show. But it kind of morphed into you know that's important. It'll probably always be important, but. Branding is important and thinking about your Amazon business more than just how do I rank? How do I sell more widgets or move more product? But thinking about it more holistically and thinking a little more long term is huge. So, just a quick background to set this up uh, I'm part of different marketing and e commerce groups. I'm connected to a decent number of people in the space. And I just remember several years ago when kind of amazing selling machines just came out, which was an awesome product, taught people how to make money on, on Amazon, one of the best uh, info products ever. Um, There's this trend of people like going and sourcing random stuff on Alibaba, slapping a label on it, sending it to Amazon, selling it. And in a lot of, in a lot of cases, making a killing, right? But, but there was no creativity or work there other than just, you know, arbitrage and finding, oh, people are looking for this. There's not a great product. I'll go source it from Alibaba, put it on Amazon. Bingo. I've got a business. But here's the interesting thing. Most of those people that I met back in that day, if that's all they did, they're out of business or they've had to really aggressively pivot and make their product better and work on branding and things like that. And so um, I think this is where Everything in marketing and e-commerce is headed where you can't just game a system. You can't just rank and optimize to make a sale today. You have to think long-term. You have to build a brand and a reputation and, and, and think about your business as a real business rather than just, hey, we're selling a couple products on, on Amazon. And so before we get into some of the, the, the details here, when did you kind of first have that revelation that, hey, branding is important even for an Amazon-first business, an Amazon seller. Uh, do, do you always think that way or did in any light bulb moments you can think of? Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like I come to this space a little bit differently than a lot of people and especially service providers. It seems like a lot of service providers are coming in after already having been selling themselves and then want to provide whatever it is that they're really great at. Whereas I'm coming from a writing and marketing background that, you know, I've worked with startups, I've worked with fine dining, I've, I've done creative writing and all of those sorts of things. And so I really understood the importance of story and the importance of, you know, the impression that you make and the words that you use to present yourself. And so I've always felt that way. And what I'm really excited about is that more and more, we're getting all of these inputs that saying, this isn't just something to kind of play around with or contemplate doing, but this is something really important that you should be doing if you want to be setting yourself up for with a healthy business that can grow and continue to grow over time. Uh, you know, even if you only want to be selling on Amazon, Amazon is telling you brand matters. Uh, and, and then of course, if you want to expand beyond that, even, even more so. Yeah, it, it is becoming important, even for an Amazon first business. And it's interesting that the perspective we have at OMG Commerce, you know, we have a, we have a growing uh, client list and, and growing team. We're at, at just over 42 team members. We have basically two divisions of our company. We have the Google ad side, which is Google search, shopping, display, YouTube, and then the Amazon ads and Amazon optimization side of the business. 
And it's interesting on the Google side, we have some pretty big brands like P&G brand and, and other larger, fast growing e-commerce companies. On that side, those clients are really aware of the need to build brand and, and think both in terms of you know, measuring the performance of our search and shopping and YouTube, but also creating brand lift and creating brand awareness and then staying on point with your brand message. Like that's kind of second nature for that group. On the Amazon side, we have a lot of brands we work with or a lot of companies that we work with that were born and raised on Amazon. And it's a little bit of a foreign concept. Not They don't think about branding in the same way. It's not a second nature. It's more about how do we get ranking? How do we get sales today? Forget about anything else. And so the way things are shifting, and, and we'll just use one example, and this is something that's, that's very comforting to me as a shopper and as a marketer. I, I think the days are drawing to a close and in some cases already over of where the way to succeed on Amazon is you just load a product title with as many keywords as you can possibly dream up and shove all the important keywords at the front. It's just like this nasty, impossible to read, ugly product title that I just, this, the marketer in me despises. I think that's winding down a little bit. Um, and I think, I think we've even had some situations, and I told you about this, uh, we were prepping offline. I, I bought a projector for outdoor movies and I bought it on Amazon and I was in a hurry and I bought it based on the title and based on reviews and it ended up not being what I wanted. And the title was very misleading and I was upset. And so I returned it and then the next big purchase I bought, uh, I didn't buy it on Amazon because I was like, you know, I was angry at you know Amazon brand. So I went and looked for a real brand. That was, that was in my head. A real brand that I bought it off Amazon. I think there's this problem, right? And I'm, I'm not alone in having that problem. I think Amazon's addressing it and, and good sellers are addressing it. So that was a long-winded little uh, monologue there. But um, what, what are your thoughts? What, what is your take on titles right now? Is there still benefit to keyword stuffing? Is that largely going away? Give us, give us your take on, on title optimization. It's, it's a very challenging spot, right? The title. But what's very cool is that Amazon, at least right now, and I think that it's something that they'll continue, they're actually allowing you to A-B test the title now. So that's Beautiful. huge. Beautiful. That's not just trying to, you know, try a bunch of different iterations and seeing what works. You're able to get actual data that you can use to really... Um, make the title the strongest it can be. But you're trying to navigate so many things simultaneously with the title. So first and foremost, your title is serving as your billboard, in a sense, on the search page. So it's helping a customer understand what your product is and whether it matches enough of what they need to be able to click into it. So if it's so keyword stuffed that you're not even able to see that, then you're definitely missing out. And that's something that you want to avoid. It's true though that the title holds some weight when it comes to ranking for keywords. So it is important. You also want to be thinking about anytime you're listing a, a new product, you can kind of encourage Amazon to create a canonical URL for better visibility on search engines like Google. And so you want to be thoughtful about that and what words you want to put at the beginning of your title. Um, that The way that you do that is the first five words, if you offset them with a dash, then that will help to kind of encourage that. It doesn't work all the time, but it does give you a, a better shot at that. Um, so thinking about, you know, perhaps your brand name, if that's something that is a good brand name. I, I see that particularly with companies in the Amazon space, that sometimes the brand names are just maybe something you'd rather hide away than make a prominent Yeah, it's feature. a really complex, it sounds like a holding company or it sounds like a, yeah. you know, just alphabet soup. Just like, uh, weird, right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want one thing I want to just interject here really quickly is I, I don't want to come across as a, as a marketing purist or brand purist here where it's like, no, you strip all keywords out and just be artsy. No, that's, that's not my purpose. I'm definitely a pragmatist. We used to do a lot of SEO back in the day. I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff with SEO in the early days of, of Google. So I, I'm very much like, hey, we still have to do what works. And, if, and, and still there are considerations of putting your most important keywords at the front of your title. That still makes sense. So do it. And I do want to key in on one thing just, just for those that maybe may have went over their heads. You mentioned a canonical URL and you mentioned kind of the first five or so words uh, separating by dashes. 
Um, can you just explain that a little bit? Does that mean that the first five words we put in the title, if we separate by dashes, that will become uh, the URL, what shows up kind of after the amazon.com forward slash, uh, et cetera? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So it's, if you have those first five words, and my understanding is, is that a word like some of those filler words like for or and don't yeah. count towards the five word limit. And then at the end of those five words, if you put a dash, so that means that all of those words are in the URL for your product that then you can rank for on search engines. So if somebody is typing in projector for backyard and you have your brand name, maybe it's two words and then projector for backyard because this is a outdoor projector that is, that and that's really a very strong keyword for you, then you can increase your likelihood of being found on Google, which you know, it's really interesting. I actually wrote an article about this for the Prosper Show blog recently, where a lot of big brands, if you search them on Google, their Amazon listings are oftentimes <laughs> appearing before their own websites, yeah. even. You yeah. know, that's crazy. So if you're crazy. if you're neglecting some of those things and and the power that they hold then you're really missing out but you know you also mentioned with um with the larger brands that are kind of maybe focused more on google and and not i would traditional kind of mainstream uh, seo and marketing they're sometimes the biggest offenders when it comes to poorly constructed Amazon listings. Sure. So it's... They don't, they don't get it and it's an afterthought, right? And they don't realize that, hey, Amazon has such an immense domain authority and, and, and Google respects that domain authority that, yeah, your Amazon storefront, your Amazon product listings, they could outrank your own site. So you better be thinking about it. Yes, definitely, one hundred percent. Did I? Did you? Did I explain the canonical URL? Oh, well, uh, enough? I'm uh, sure uh, you have pulled. something. Uh, not why I probably interrupted you. So, so explain canonical. Canonical is such a great word. There's other things we can talk about related to SEO, but but we won't get too nerdy. Uh, so, so yeah, canonical URL. So you said first five words, but words like four and you know those, those don't really count. Um, so you gave an example of like brand is two names for you know projector for backyard whatever. Uh, and then, and then we got. Uh, yeah, for 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 the backyard. I don't know. Like, let's say that that's a really important keyword for you, and it also very succinctly and clearly explains what your product is because you don't want to be choosing keywords. They, these are the first five words, and if you're thinking also of mobile visibility, your your title might truncate it even as few as sixty characters. So you want to be thinking about what a customer is actually going to be seen on any of these giving, given platforms. So you don't want to just be keywords at random. You want to be choosing very strong keywords that are also incredibly relevant to your yeah. product because that is holding the prime spot. Those are the first words that somebody's looking at. So if you're choosing them... Um, just because they have the highest search volume or just because there's this what seemingly great opportunity and there's not a clear explanation of what your product is in there, then you may not be doing yourself any favors. Yeah. And so then so then in doing that, when when Amazon is creating that uh, link, then those keywords are actually in the link. And that has a lot of uh, SEO power behind it to not just, this is talking about off of Amazon now, this is talking about on all of those search engines to be much more searchable for those words specifically so that you are ranking really highly and trying to be also driving outside traffic to your listing in, in an organic way. Yeah, it's, it's, next, it's the next level approach to listing optimization, but it's, it's super smart. So I want to key on a couple of things you mentioned looking at keyword volume, but really looking for relevancy first. We run into this all the time. I was talking to an SEO company recently and they were giving keyword suggestions uh, on this project that I won't give much detail on just because it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But they were giving like, oh, hey, these are the top ranking keywords. And I kept coming back to them and saying, yes, but they're not relevant. Like this, these keywords are relevant. Yes, they have fewer searches, but it's it's going to be, those are going to be searchers that will buy. Those are people that, that are looking for what we're, what we're selling. And so to... to Piggyback on our projector example, you know, we, we may find that in keyword research, 
you know, projector for boardroom or projector for conference room or projector for whatever, like those have a lot more searches. Well, it doesn't matter. If our, if our projector is for outdoor use and for movie use, then we want to go with those keywords. So uh, focusing on relevancy is really, really important. And, and one thing to think about, if you can obviously build your listing so that it ranks on Amazon, that's great. That's going to fuel clicks and sales and velocity and help, you know, increase the ranking there. But just like you mentioned, and I'm really glad you pointed it out, uh, Google, you know, sort of loves Amazon, at least from like a, uh, a domain authority perspective. As companies, I don't know. They love each other. Yeah. But like the, the, uh, the, um, the, the page rank algorithm loves Amazon, right? So, so looking at, man, Amazon's got all kinds of domain authority. So your ability to potentially rank your products for searches on Google is actually quite high if you're strategic about it. And then what does that do? Well, that opens up a whole nother realm of traffic. And if you get this outside traffic coming into Amazon and converting on your listing, Amazon loves it, right? Like that's, Amazon will reward that and, and favor your product a little bit more. So, so that's, that's huge uh, as well. Uh, any, any additional comments on kind of trying to rank on, on Google for your Amazon listings? I know that wasn't, wasn't the main um, thing there, but it's important. I would say not off the top of my head. It is something that you want to be thinking about. <laughs> it is something that it just in general, and I think it kind of goes back to this topic of branding, but you want to make sure that whatever entry point a customer is having into um, a product page, whether that's going to your website or going to your listing, you know, because if they're searching on, uh, on Google, they could be searching for your brand or they could be searching for a product. But you want to make sure that you are creating a cohesive experience wherever they're interacting with you because the opposite can also happen, right? So you had this bad experience with a projector. So you're more likely, even if you decide that you want to go back to Amazon for your next larger product purchase, you may search on Amazon but then you may take that search off of Amazon too to see, is this brand selling elsewhere? Do they have their own site? What are yes. people saying? Yes. And so, so that type of research is quite common and they might end up coming back to Amazon yes. to make their purchase, but their research is likely going to involve some, something beyond just staying within Amazon, especially the bigger ticket the item is. Yep. It's so true. I love that. And I think that's the, that's been my experience is now I'm very picky about what brand I buy on Amazon. And now I'm looking to, and I still buy a lot on Amazon, like way too much, but I'm looking for, for, for trusted brands and I'm looking for more than just, you know, some, some clear, clearly just an Amazon only brand. Like I'm, I'm, I'm often avoiding that. And I think there are other people doing that too. Uh, the other thing that I think is important to underscore here is that Amazon's largest source of traffic is Google. And Amazon's Amazon is the number one, the top spender on search ads uh, for Google, which is interesting. And just, I would just only share that to say, hey, there's also potential for your Amazon business by thinking about Google traffic as well. So uh, back to titles and title optimization. Um, so, so give kind of just your, your few other tips. Let's round out that topic and then we'll move beyond titles. What would you do to optimize a title? And what's kind of finding the balance of, yes, getting the right keywords in there and the right keywords up front, but without being completely spammy or like this, you know, six line keyword laden title. Uh, how do you find that balance? So I like to go back to being a customer on a search results page and thinking about that experience, which is especially on Amazon more so than anywhere else, you are bombarded with multiple products that look exactly the same and have the exact same photos and the exact same titles and even similar amounts of reviews. And I you know, the prices are within a few cents of each other. It, you, it's kind of like somebody that suffers from choice paralysis. It is their worst nightmare. Uh, and, and so if you want to start to be thinking even as early on as your title, what is your differentiator and how can you make that clear to customers from the very beginning? So let's say that you sell sets and people are selling singular or your product is made of a material that the others aren't, or you know whatever it might be, the, if you have a, a key differentiator, you want to make sure that that's early on in your title so that you're already helping people understand 
I this is the one for me. Uh, and and this is how you can separate me out from the rest of the people that are looking nearly identical. And sometimes it may not even be that the product itself is that different, but it's just a feature that you know is very important to customers that the other competitors out there are not doing a good job of communicating in a, in a very uh, upfront way. And so it can just be difficult even to find those basic pieces of information that you would say, oh yeah, that's obvious. Like, one of the things that I I see all the time is with electronics. It's really hard to get a clear sense of what they're compatible with, you know. So if you want to yeah. buy like a webcam or an external hard drive, you may really have to do some digging to figure out whether it works with Apple or PC. You know, like it's just it's a it's kind of a mess. And so figuring out what those important details are and what customers really want to know and putting that in the title and then obviously continuing that on into the rest of the content of your listing as well. Awesome. Any tips on the A-B testing of titles? I love that Amazon allows that. Uh, Any parameters or, or advice you give around that? Yeah, so so it's a little new and I haven't really seen many people that have actually been using it yet. I would definitely be the most interested in testing length. So going for the much more traditional title that may not even be keyword stuff, but is really maximizing the standard 200 character limit versus one that is much more pared down, which would be, you know, brand name, your product description, and then just any of those few key details that you would need to know somewhere that would probably end up getting you around 80 max characters. Those would be the things that I would want to be testing the most. But again, if you if you're one of those products that you don't necessarily have strong key differentiators, you could even experiment with seeing, okay, if I make this detail more prominent, does that get better clicks and the right kind of traffic? Or if I make this one prominent? So it's also sort of a case-by-case basis of both your product specifically, but also the ecosystem that you are competing in. Love it. So, so then moving beyond the title, what what should we consider next as we're looking to optimize our listings and optimize them first for Amazon rankings, but then there you know can be some spillover to Google rankings as well. So, what what comes next after title? So, going back to thinking in the mind of your customers. So, we've probably if you're selling on Amazon, you've also spent some time shopping on Amazon. And what is so strange to me is the fact that. Amazon is this huge marketplace. And yet the way that the product pages are set up are so clunky and they facilitate something that if you were making your own website, you would never set up a product page in that way. You would never have these really long bullet points. And, you know, so thinking in terms of the customer and their experience and setting up for maximum skimmability, I think is one of the most important things that you can do for your listing. So understanding that we all have key buying criteria when we are trying to make a decision and helping the customer find that information as quickly and easily as possible is incredibly important because for most of us, if it doesn't match that criteria, we're going to, we want to move on. We don't want to invest a lot of time trying to figure out if a product fits our needs and then feeling frustrated when we can't find that information or when we realize after investing 10 minutes in, you know, deep investigation that it's not the one for us. And so... And one one thing I'll just kind of underscore there on the skimmability concept. I remember learning about this first when I, I took a copywriting course years and years ago and we studied like long form direct mail, copywriting and stuff. It was really fascinating. It taught me a lot about the psychology of selling and why people buy and stuff. But it talked about how people don't usually just read like from sentence one to sentence two and all. They'll scan first, right? And this is very true with a, with a product listing. They're scanning looking for that compatibility answer or looking for that single feature that's most important. So shoppers are scanning first. Then when they confirm that that is either a fit for their compatibility issue or their feature feature needs, then they'll go back and read other details, right? Uh, So it's it's rare that we're going to read the first sentence of the description and then go from there. We're scanning first. Once we find that key piece of information, then we'll look at some other things too, just to make sure it's really everything we wanted. But yeah, getting that, man, skimmability is so, so important. 
So that means everything from being really thoughtful about how many characters you're using to even just how you're organizing your your product page. So, you know, when it comes to your bullets, using some all capitalized headers is a great way to focus customers around the different points that you're making. But what it also means is that let's say you're, you know, you have this all caps header that clearly distinguishes that this bullet is talking about materials. That means that halfway through, you shouldn't start talking about you know, something completely unrelated. You, If you're saying that this is what it's about, you should clearly communicate what that's about and nothing more. So make sure that you have really best ideas and that if a word isn't there, either helping you from an SEO perspective or from a pushing the sale forward perspective, it really should not be there. Love that. Awesome. So bullets, huge, important influence ranking as well. Where, where do we go after that? Yeah. So then you have your description, which you have your product description. If you're not brand registered, which it is way, I, it's very rare these days that I see brands you gotta that brand aren't registered. You just gotta yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so many privileges that you get as, uh, as a seller and Amazon is only continuing to add to those. So if your product description and then you have your A plus content, hopefully if you are brand registered, which is a great place to really start to build up that branding piece. But it's also a fantastic place to think about where imagery and text can help to communicate things more clearly than just one or the other. So if you have a product that may be a little bit complicated to understand, then your A plus provides you a great space to be able to hone in on some of those individual details in a way that you have the visuals with the photos and then the supporting text to help really uh, fully communicate that. It's also fantastic for their... One of my favorite modules is the standard comparison chart. So let's say that you have a product line... It's so, and you, it's so easily skimmable, right? And going back to what, what do shoppers want? They want to see that side-by-side -side comparison. It's just it's visual and it, it's, it's instantly uh, clear what's being communicated. So yeah, I fully agree. They're awesome. It's so good. And it's great for a few reasons, which... Amazon does not do a good job of helping customers compare one product to the other. You know, so a lot of other sites actually do a better job of that, where if you have a few products that you're trying to weigh against each other, you can even click on them and then it'll generate a table. Amazon doesn't do that. So that means that every product that you're contemplating, you have to open up a new window. So you're having to click back and forth to say, okay, this does this, this does this. Like you really do have to invest some time in trying to weigh your options. But let's say that you want to make sure that customers are only contemplating your products. Like let's, let's even say that you sell microphones and you have five different microphones that each are best for different things or they're sort of different grades. So you have the entry level, the more intermediate, and then the very professional, most advanced product. It could be difficult to understand what the differentiators are between those different products if you're looking at them one product page, one product page, one product page. But when you're able to create this chart, then first of all, you're making sure that they're only sharing you against you, but also you're making it much higher likelihood that people are going to be purchasing the right product for them. So you're minimizing uh, potential for returns and you're helping just make that a much easier experience for customers. So that's the one application of it. But then you also have the ability, let's say that you have a product range of things that would go really well with that product that people would want to know about then it's an opportunity to actually increase that cart value and maybe get them adding a few more of your products into into along with their initial purchase so making that upsell which you know is a really important ability to be able to do when you yep. are selling anything super smart yeah love this so so a couple questions about a plus content and this is something that that we've been digging into more and kind of coaching clients and helping them around. And, 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 you know, feedback I get from my Amazon team is, Hey, you know, a plus content at one point really didn't impact 
rankings directly other than if it helps close the sale and you increase your sales velocity, that can impact rankings. But it seems like that's maybe shifted. Like A-plus content does have an impact on on your rankings in a more direct way from what I'm hearing. Uh, but what what is your what's your take on on A plus content? How important is it? What is an impact? And and then any tips around it? Yeah. So the the direct, you know, if your the text in there ranks for with Amazon's algorithm, that's still a big question mark that yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people have that's not totally clear. Now you do have your imagery, which you have the ability to include alternate image there. So just like we were talking about with the canonical URL, that's making your images textually searchable for search engines like Google. Uh, I don't know how much that really impacts things, but it is another place that you can kind of help yourself rank a little bit better organically off of Amazon. But what it does is it starts to help to address this issue that you've expressed frustrations with that I certainly have frustrations with, which is that you don't necessarily know who you're buying from when you're shopping on Amazon, but the bullets and even the images on their own are not necessarily the most natural way to try to understand what a product is, but also who the brand is and why they have, you know, why they're, why we should trust them to be providing this solution that we're looking for. And so your A plus content both allows for you to present things in a way that's just more natural for customers to want to see that information. But then it also is a great space to be able to build out that story a little bit and help communicate who you are beyond just a provider of this one product in particular. Yeah, that's fantastic. Awesome. So any any other ranking tips that you want to talk about before we kind of dive into how do we look at branding specifically within our, our Amazon listing? I would say the the tip that I have is a little, maybe we've already addressed it, but I think it's really worth considering when, especially when we're talking to more traditionally Amazon businesses, which is this assumption that you have to have all of the keywords in the front end of your listing or that there's like this special rule that, you know, your most important keywords in your title and then all these other keywords have to be in your first bullet. And, and if you put them anywhere else, then you're not going to rank for them and the world is ending. And, you know, it just, it, it's such a simplistic way of looking at Amazon and how their algorithm functions. And I think that it's almost wanting to hold on to this notion that if you just insert these words in these certain places, then you can have, you know, a, a multi-million dollar business. And it's not like that. And it, even if you have the perfect keyword strategy, if you're not setting your product page up to be able to convert, then it's all for nothing. Amazon doesn't want page visitors. They want yeah. purchases. Exactly. So if you're not selling then you're not going to rank in the way that you need to. You're not going to perform in the way that you need to. And it, it's kind of a lot of effort um, that is not going to be, you know, realized to the fullest. Yeah. And I'll even take that one step further. You know, Amazon doesn't want to just make a sale. They want to delight the customer, right? They want to make sure that customer buys exactly what they want and they get exactly what they expect and that the shopping process is good, the product experience is good, all of that is good. And so if you're not helping Amazon do that, you're, you're in trouble potentially. And so uh, you gave several good examples as you and I were chatting kind of pre, uh, pre-show about several companies that, that, that really you know, are, are branding the right way on Amazon and kind of blending this all together. You want to talk about a few of those examples and, and kind of what they're doing and, and why, it's, uh, why they're such a good example? Yeah. One of my favorites is Black Rifle Coffee Company, which I don't know how many of you are familiar with them. They're an e-commerce coffee company and they're a veteran-owned business. And so that's a really big part of what of what they do and how they present themselves. And what's really interesting is that when you look at their product pages on Amazon, their listings really don't 
spend that much time talking about the coffee. Their listings really put a lot of emphasis on the their brand in particular. And you know, the coffee space is a very competitive space. And you also don't have a lot of different things that you can do to really differentiate yourself. You know, so you have whole bean versus ground. You have where it's sourced from, if it's fair trade and the roast flavor. You know, I mean, there's not really that many things that you're differentiating yourself when it comes to the coffee specifically. And so if you're just trying to compete on that, you're going to be fighting really, really hard. It's going to be very difficult to gain traction. And you're most likely going to have to be competing very strongly on price and getting as many reviews as possible. Whereas what Black Rifle Coffee Company is doing and what I think is so smart is they're actually making the conversation about something more than coffee. And so they're almost creating this new category for themselves. So they're, they are a veteran-owned coffee company. Well, there are not a ton of veteran-owned coffee companies out there that they're having to compete against. And so for the people that it's really important to them to be supporting those kinds of businesses... First of all, they may not have known that a an option existed for them to be able to get their coffee from a veteran-owned company, and they're you know a U.S.-based um, company, so that's exciting for a lot of people as well. And so all of those things give people an opportunity to shop from a company that aligns with their values and is part of the story that they want to be presenting to the world. Because all of the choices that we're making are just in our house are a reflection of how we see ourselves and how we want other people to see us. And so it's important to understand that and to understand the kinds of people that you would ideally hope to be selling to and figure out how to communicate with them in a way that is going to make them excited about bringing you into their story. Yeah. I love that because, you know, there's, there are a lot of good coffee options out there, right? And there's probably, there's a lot of people, a lot of coffee drinkers that honestly could taste lots of different cups of coffee and probably not be able to tell the difference to any great degree, right? You got like your coffee snobs that want to know about all the the notes and the origins and the blends and all that stuff, which is really interesting to me actually, but but that's not they're probably people. not buying their their coffee on Amazon. Also. Exactly, you they're, they're, they're going, going to their local, local roaster. roaster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so for I love this because it's good coffee, right? It's it's quality coffee, but it also says something where you know, like the, the brand you set out on the counter at home. If you have people over, although I know that's not happening a ton right now, but but like the the, the brand you set out there, just the brand you feel you want to feel good about. People are buying Black Rifle Coffee because they want to buy from veteran-owned and, and it aligns with their personality and their values. And, and yeah, I love a great example, creating a separate category, not just great tasting coffee, but it, it's all these things tied together. So that's an awesome example. Uh, what's, what's another one that, that's doing great with, with branding on, on Amazon? Yeah, so Elf, uh, they're a, a makeup and skincare company. I think they are killing it on Amazon and just in general. Their marketing has really stepped up a notch. When they they've been around for a long time and they're a very low price uh, makeup company. And in the early days, their quality matched their prices. Uh, so they've really invested in creating much better formulas. But what's interesting is a lot of their products are successful because they're knockoffs of much more expensive um, products that other brands are selling that people either don't want to spend the money on or can't afford or just aren't interested in. And so... Elf could kind of take the approach of being like the knockoff company. And there are companies that do that and they, and they are still successful, but they somehow manage to sort of be a, the knockoff company while very much capturing their own unique identity so that it's not just the place to go to search for the lower cost option, but it is a fun place that makes makeup accessible for everyone. And so they really mean for everyone and they communicate that through the visuals that they use. They're also uh, seem to be geared toward a little bit younger customer. And so their language is fun. It's very 
uh, current as far as you know the the types of words that they choose. It's very um, it's just very much part of this aesthetic that you know if you go on YouTube and search for beauty influencers, you can find a million of them, and it's very much. Uh, tuned in with that space, uh, and and it it's not just utilizing the same tired language that a lot of other drugstore brands use because the higher end skincare and makeup they understand the importance of branding and and all of that because that's one of the main things that they're using to help justify Absolutely. three five ten Absolutely. times the price. And so it's not as common to see a drugstore or I guess high street is how they would call it in the UK line of, of products that is still understanding that branding piece. And so they've gone from having unattractive packaging and really not being much of anything to really carving a space for themselves uh, online and in shelf spaces. And I think that they're just doing an awesome job. Great. That's an awesome one to pay attention to. So we're kind of, we're running out of time, which is a bummer because there's a lot more that I'd like to ask you about and more questions to dive into, but it's okay. We could save that for a part two at some point. I want you to tell the story though about, and I believe this is one of your clients, uh, if you can talk about it, uh, Splash Ease or Splash Easy. I don't, I don't remember the name. Uh, yeah, Splash Easy. So talk about just kind of quickly how you guys approached that launch of, of this product and how kind of the, the listing and the branding and how all that tied together to really create some fantastic results. Yeah. So Splash Easy is a product that we helped launch in 2019 and they have achieved incredible success um, both in the summer of 2019 and the summer of 2020 because their product is a it's a kiddie pool type product. So it's obviously has some seasonality to it. Um, but on the surface, you think, okay, it's another kiddie pool. What is there to really be competitive about? But what helped to differentiate them actually started before they even came to us, which was they made some subtle design tweaks to their product so that it wasn't just a kiddie pool, but it was a pool that has, well, is a pool that has different printed images on the pool itself that parents can help use to create educational opportunities and child, child childhood development opportunities alongside uh, being a way to cool off and and be be outside and not be be stuck indoors uh, and so if they were just trying to compete similarly with with Black Rifle Coffee Company, if they were just competing in the you know sprinklers or or kitty pool, kitty pools, case, yeah. it's it's going to be a com competition on price. It's going to be a competition uh, on size. You know, there's just not not that anything you can do. when you make this little adjustment to the product itself. It's creating a whole new category of outdoor play things that isn't a fully matured category yet. Of course, now they have a lot of knockoffs and, and competitors that have only seen a good take, idea. Only takes, no, it takes a little bit of success when <laughs> knockoff artists come out of the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. But so then we understood that, okay, if this is a, a pool that is creating these educational opportunities, then it's really important that we think about what type of customer is going to be most excited by that. And then what are the other details that they would want to know? So of course, things like safety are really important, even material quality. So, you know, they don't want plastic that has BPA in it because they care about only exposing their children to the, to the materials and starting to understand who is that customer and how can you present everything in a way that's going to engage them and uh, make them excited about this product and make them excited about the brand as a whole. I love it. And, and really that lines up pretty well with Amazon's approach and Amazon's ethos of customer obsession, right? They want to make the customer happy. And so if you begin even the design of your product, starting with the specific customer in mind, and then 
you build everything else around that from looking, you know, the way you look at your keyword strategy to the way you optimize your title and bullet points and description and your images and your videos and all the things you build around the listing, thinking about the the customer and thinking about what they want, what they want to associate with and what they want in their home or in their backyard or what they want their kid to be in. Um, that's when really the the magic starts to happen. So uh, Emma, this has been fantastic. This has been a, a ton of fun and, and hopefully really educational and, and inspirational for, for folks. So if people listening say, man, I need to talk to Emma and need to chat with him about my business. How can they connect with you? Sure. So our website is marketingbyemma.com. We're on Facebook at Marketing by Emma. We also offer free listing analysis. So if you're not sure if your listing is doing what it should be doing, or you're just kind of scratching your head because you're, you've tried everything and it looks great, but you don't know why it's not performing, uh, we would be happy to give you some free feedback. So if you just go to our website, there's a banner at the top, or you can go to marketingbyemma.com slash free analysis to uh, fill that out and we'll get back to you. Awesome. Marketingbyemma.com. We'll link to everything in the show notes as well. So you can check that out at omgcommerce.com and then click on podcast or just Google e-commerce evolution. You'll find it. Uh, But Emma, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Thank you for taking the time. Really, really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, Brett. This was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it again. Awesome. And with that, uh, as always, thank you for tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Reach out to us. Let us know what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some show ideas. Let's interact on, on, uh, the socials or, or via email on the site. Uh, also, if you have not done it, hey, leave a review on iTunes. Now's the perfect time to do that. It helps other people discover the show and makes us all smile here at OMG Commerce as well. And so with that, until next time, thank you for listening. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.